What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide-open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello everyone and welcome to this edition of Prime Take on the Joy News Channel. My name is Fentu, Sahiru Fentu. Today we will have a very special conversation with the Ghana Olympic Committee President, Mr. Ben Minimesa. As you're aware, 2024 is a big year for Ghana Olympic sport. Apart from the fact that there is the big Olympic Games uh, in August of this year, uh, there is also, before that, a small matter of the Africa Games, uh, which Ghana will be hosting. And, of course, will be participating in 24 different disciplines. And the man that is overseeing every single one of those Olympic sports is my guest today on the show. Mr. Benin Mesa, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Yes, it's good to have you. It's good to see you. You're looking good. Uh, looking well. We try. We try. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, we yeah. Um Even before anything else, you... Um, you have been Olympic Committee President now, I think you're in your seventh year. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah as, as you came into power in 2017. I mean, when you look back at that, at that tenure, what is it, what, what, what does your mind tell you? What, what, what is your impression of, of, of your tenure in those last seven years? Well, I think it's been good. Mm. I can't say it hasn't come with uh, the usual challenges that, you know, uh, sports administrators face. Uh, you know the the biggest of it. You know being when uh, you know people start uh, doing elections immediately after an election. You know that that kind of draws us back because then the focus of you know quite a number of people is not how to develop the sports, yeah. but how to work to bring down those whoever those who are in administration that's one of the challenges but I, I think on the whole in spite of all these challenges it's been wonderful uh, before I became the president of the NOC uh, you know national federations didn't feature much on the NOC calendar by way of our sponsorship and funding to them you know but since 2016 it's changed uh, to the point that when a few are not getting then uh, it's, it's, it's news, it's topical, but many of them forget that before 2016, you know, it wasn't something that 
really featured, you know, from 2016 and make sure that uh, whatever funding we can assess from the IOC, from our sponsors, so we can support the National Federation. I think that that is something that uh, has changed the way our National Federations are, are, are viewed. You also notice that now there's a lot more talk about weightlifting, boxing, badminton, tennis, you know, unlike before 2016. Yeah. Uh, so what it means that the so-called least finance course now get a lot of media airtime, now get a lot of visibility. Uh, what we did was we appointed media attaches for all these disciplines. You know, so that kind of changed um, their, 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 their presence within the media landscape. In the past, it was just football, football. Everybody talked about football. Yeah. And nobody cared about the other soft disciplines. So those are the very, very few uh, things that for now, I'll say that we've changed in the sports landscape, which I think that we're, as GOC, we're very proud about that. I'll ask you about specific things that uh, have happened during your tenure. But if I ask you a more general question, like of all the things that you've done since you came into power, what are you most proud of? What would you say it is? Well, on the very light side, yeah. we have a very long battle. We got the property that houses the GOC, mm. named Olympic House. Oh, wow. Okay, and I said that on the light side because it was something that should have been done way back in 2011. This is your headquarters, you mean? Exactly, exactly. At Ridge? At Ridge. Okay. You know, um, we have the property there which has been given to the GOC by the government, you know, during Kiana Wusu's time. Uh, the government at that time approached us uh, in 2009, 2010, okay. that they pulled down the, our building. And then they are going to put up a high rise. And when that is done, uh, we're going to get the first floor of that high rise. And then also that building was going to be named Olympic House. Ah. You know, the first part of the agreement was done. We got the first floor, which is where the GOC works from. But uh, it was never uh, uh, named Olympic House until recently when I started engaging the Ministry of Works and Housing again. Finally, it's been named Olympic House. Okay. The other thing of significance is that uh, after so many years of GOC claiming that we own the Amasama land, uh, it wasn't actually ours. It was never on paper given to us. We finally got the Lands Commission to give that parcel of land and issue a certificate in the name of the Ghana Olympic Committee. So. Those two issues, I mean, one on the lighter side and then the other one on a more serious note, yeah. you know, because that is a huge stadium. And currently, we've finished the football field, you know, we're also doing the running tracks around it. There's a multi purpose court that is being done now. There's also a basket, uh, uh, tennis court that is being worked on now. So, uh, for me, on the more serious side, that is something that, you know, apart from the support we're giving to the Federation, I think that is something that uh, my administration should be very proud of. And, and I want to stick with you on that because uh, <clears throat> that's a project that's been running for a very long time, yep, and, yeah. but it's never finished. I remember yeah. interviewing you about four years ago before the Olympic Games in Tokyo, where you mentioned, I think at the time you had some people from the uh, IOC come, you take exactly. them there for inspection exactly. exactly. and, and all of exactly. that. And you indicated that you had mm. a plan to actually finish that in the, in, in the next few years. But four years later, we are here, and the project is still not finished. Just 
take us through what is the scope of work that is being done there and what are you looking to build there specifically? Then tell me about funding and what timelines you are looking at to actually finish and deliver that project. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why it's kind of delayed a bit. And, uh, you know, when, when we came in office, uh, we assumed that the land was for the Olympic Committee. It was in the name of the Ghana Olympic Committee. So, you know, we had proposals. We had gone there. I remember personally paying for the grader that cleared the whole forest and then, you know, and then uh, we wrote back to the IOC that, look, we, we have the whole place cleared and we were ready to take off on any project that they want us to do. And then they wrote back to me and said, okay, uh, we are not too sure if the land belongs to the GOC, so we're not going to make any more investments into the project. Mm. You know, the land was given to uh, the then GOC, which was then uh, headed by Honorable B.T. Baba okay. um, about 20, 20 years ago, 23 years ago now. You know, and then some money was advanced by the IOC so we could put up little small infrastructures, maybe Running a football tracks. field, you know, start with that kind of thing. Okay, But Honorable B.T. Baba, knowing the way our land system here works, uh, spend the money to wall the place. Okay. And but for that action, in order to secure it, in order to secure it. But for that action, I'm sure we don't have even have any land to talk about. So, I guess with time, the IOC understood why he needed to do it that way. Why that decision was done. So, um, when we wrote back to them, they said, "Okay, yeah, can you make sure you have title to the land." Okay, so then I got a few influential people in government. I went to see the vice president and then a few board members who were also quite influential in government, like Honorable Jerry Shai, who is the CEO of the Coastal Development. You know, we started working together. And then uh, about a year and a half ago, we finally got the, the land being officially given to the GOC. Immediately we got it. I wrote back to the IOC. And then they immediately made an allocation of $100,000 so we can start uh, the Olympia Africa Center then. But prior to that, you know, individually, myself, a few uh, business friends had gone ahead and done the football field, you know, created a playing area where the primary schools and the middle schools within that locality would always go to have their sports festival, okay? So on after once that money was sent in, then we started a tennis court. In fact, the money was actually allocated for the tennis court and then a multi-purpose court and then uh, a sports hall. So that is what is being worked on now. It's not enough. I mean, $100,000 is no money. But like I said earlier on, there's been a, a few investments from individuals. So the place looks, you know, more like, okay, what we intend to do, or once the project is finished, it cannot be finished within the next year because we only started uh, not too long ago. But when the project is finished, I mentioned the multi-purpose hall there. The, there's be a multi-purpose court as well, a tennis court. We also have a volleyball and a netball court there. Of course, the football field is there. Would you uh, have a running track? Yeah. So for currently, there's no, you know, Lamondo or Tartan tracks around it. Uh, what the schools do is that, you know, like we used to do in those times, uh, you know, whenever they have athletics meets, then they use chalk to of do course. the run track. But that's it's, it's a good, yeah, it's a good beginning. Uh, it's going to cost us a lot of money if we want to bring the Mondo tracks. But we're also hoping that we'll have... But that's in the plan. That's in the plan. That's in the plan. And we're also hosting that, hoping that we could have a hostel there where Team Ghana can sometimes uh, go camp.
you know, when uh, I had hoped during the era of Honorable uh, Isiyama uh, that, you know, uh, the government would have adapted uh, the space and then added to the, 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 the resources centers that were being put over. But unfortunately, that was not factored in. So, and I hope that it's not too late. We've started something there, and I hope that, you know, the government can come on board and do one or two structures there. So for now, that project is 100% being funded by the IOC and, yeah, and, and the, the individuals. So exactly. government has not yet no, 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 gotten no. involved. No, government hasn't Have involved. you tried to get the government involved? Because as you explained, if that center becomes, obviously, the Olympic Africa Center of Excellence, you could have boxers camping there, you could have table tennis, you could have track and field, and you would save the government a lot of money in camping fees. Why have they not been interested in ensuring that that facility is finished? Well, uh, during the Honorable CMS time, I had approached him when I heard about the resource centers that were being set up, you know, but uh, maybe I went in a bit too late. You know, he said, you know, the projects have been designated already and funding allocated accordingly, so uh, maybe you know, in the second term, he was going to look at adding the Yamasaman side, but Isiyama never came on uh, for a second term, so probably that's it. And then also, there's been a lot of engagement through the MP for the area, Honorable Enim, uh, who had tried. Uh, initially, he wanted the, the, the company working with ECG on the electricity lines to uh, do an astro-tep there. We had gone to see them, giving them the proposal. At that time, we didn't have the title to the land, so they also requested it. When we got it and we sent to them, you know, they haven't gotten back to us. So what we're doing now is just individual support. There are one or two companies who have shown that they would come on board, like uh, the producers of Rush uh, Energy Drink and Vena Water. So we're hoping that uh, now that the year has started, uh, there will be one or two companies coming to support what the IOC and the GOC are doing. And we will have a few facilities uh, coming there. But for now, it's very well protected. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a 10-acre, you know, uh, walled mm. land with six-acre uh, additional space. That's six additional six-acre uh, additional space. That was, is detached from? Yes, which is outside the wall. Yeah. You know, that is what uh, my administration had pushed for and eventually uh, got in and allocated to the GOC by the Lands Commission. How much in total uh, is required to finish this project, and how much is the IOC committing to it? Are they committing 100% to it, or what is the arrangement in terms of the funding like with the IOC? Okay, now the IOC is not going to fund the project 100%. I mean, it doesn't happen anywhere under the Olymp Olympic Solidarity or Olympia Africa centers. What they would normally do if they are funding you 100,000, 100, then you need to come out 30% of it locally. Okay, uh, if you're able to finish a project, in, within enough time, then you can also apply in the next year, you know, for an additional project. So, so it's not like it's a project where we valued all the things that we're going to do there, but we want to take a project at a time because we don't really have money. But there's a master plan, you know, we the engineers have. So, if a company comes on board and say, okay, we're going to do your volleyball court for you. We have the area marked for the volleyball court, and then you can go ahead and do it. Or if we secure funding for the volleyball court, then we can go ahead and do it where it's been earmarked for. So currently what we have there is the FIFA side football field, and of course the running track. But it's not grassed, obviously. It's, it's not grass, it's yes. Sakura. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and of course we haven't done the running tracks around it. And then we are working on the 
the multi-purpose court uh, as well as the tennis court okay we haven't started a multi-purpose hall yet you know but hopefully uh, we should be starting once the other two that the contractors are working on is finished uh, that's uh, that, that's fine um obviously what it then means is that like you indicated there is no timeline on when you expect that project to be finished because all of it is dependent on money exactly exactly no there are no timelines and we're not going to push ourselves uh, as much as we get a little bit of funding from the ioc these are all tied to you know uh, one uh, sporting discipline or the other so right. it's only when we make savings that we can take okay. some to the, the project well since we're on the subject of funding can you mention it in your introduction um the, the the, the, the Olympic Committee gives National Olympic Committees, uh, the IOC, sorry, gives NOCs, National Olympic Committees, annual subventions, uh, solidarity money or scholarships that you're supposed to use to do various things. One of it being um, also trying to see if you can help other federations that are least financed. And the other aspect of that money is supposed to go into supporting athletes in terms of scholarships. Exactly. Um, First of all, how many athletes are currently in the Olympic scholarship at the GOC? Okay, currently we have 10 uh, athletes on the scholarship. Uh, we have uh, four from track and field. Okay. We have uh, one from weightlifting, one from judo, uh, I think one from swimming as well. So we have 10, 10 athletes. Okay. Okay. The last squadrilla we had 12 athletes. You know, so you know these scholarships are awarded based on the performance of the individual athletes, because it's not only for Ghana, it's maybe whatever allocation they have for the whole of Africa. So the individual athletes should have attained a certain level of performance or a certain level of uh, achievement within the year under consideration within the last quadrennial. It is given to these athletes to support them so they can qualify for the next Olympics. So, how much is it, by the way? Well, currently, every athlete that on the scholarship, like the boxers, okay, I forgot to mention the boxers. Yes. There are three boxers on the so scholarship. That's where okay. I would make so they're ten. getting, you know, close to 900, uh, 900 um, USD. Ghana. Yeah, yeah, no, no, 900. Uh, so if it's 1,000 to, yeah, so like 9,000 uh, Ghana cities a month for the next four years. But so you're saying that there are 10 athletes currently under the GOC scholarship who are paid 9,000 Ghana cities every month. Exactly, exactly. To yes. support their training. Yes, so to support their training, to support their going for competitions, and then sometimes to pay a little bit of allowances for their coaches. Does the IOC send the money to you to pay them or they pay them directly? Okay, the only guys that comes to us is the boxers because uh, the International Federation has been banned. Yes. But all these monies go directly to uh, the athletes. So that's Zamatiz, the Deborah, you know, they receive these money. So the track and field, four of them, has Zamatiz one. Uh, Deborah. Deborah. Uh, I, is I, Joe Paul Park? I think so. I'll, I'll get the other names okay. for you as we will come up. So um, so it's it's paid directly to them. That's interesting. Um, in In the past, we've had, you know, the accusations and allegations about the Olympic uh, scholarship not being distributed fairly. Um, you mentioned how you come up with the names because it's up to you to submit the names. Um, how did you come up with which 10 athletes deserve to benefit? 
Okay, so like I, like I mentioned earlier, there's a criteria. You need to meet a certain criteria. Okay. Okay, so the individual federations will apply for their individual athletes. Okay. okay. And based on what they have done in the previous quadrennial, maybe they've gone to competitions, they place, not necessarily to win the competition, but this is where they place, this is what they have done. So based on that, the Olympic Solidarity Team decides that, okay, yeah, this guy has the potential of qualifying for the next uh, Olympic. That is the whole idea, yeah. to support athletes or potential athletes who can qualify for the, for the next Olympic. So you should have done something in the previous years for them to be convinced that, look, this is a good potential. You know, so it's, it's, not, it's not the GOC that decides which athletes, between the federations and the IOC uh, scholarship team. What about the support to the federations? Okay. Um, I know that you, in particular, came up with a strategy to support every single federation, and yet there are some federations that cry about not being supported enough or maybe saying the money is slightly inadequate. How much do you get from the IOC, and what informed your decision to distribute that money to smaller okay. federations? Okay, first, let me make this point before I even go on. Yeah. The GOC, or it is not the duty of the GOC to fund the national teams. They are the Otherwise, yeah. if, if black stars were going to Cote d'Ivoire, we would expect that. Uh, so there's always this wrong notion that it is a GOC that has to fund. So if the swimmers are going, you have to pay. Yeah, if the boxers are going. But when the, boxers are, when the footballers are going, they don't come. Mm. No. What GOC is doing supports the individual, individual national federation. And then they are athletes, yes. okay, by giving them scholarships and then also by looking for funding for them to maybe organize coaching courses. And then in extreme situations where they are not getting fund, we can pay their tickets and pay accommodation so they can go and qualify uh, a lot of athletes for. So the GOC, I'll say, is supporting government to develop our sports. And promote and promote us because it's government's you know, job exactly just like the minister is developing sports on behalf of his excellency nanado danko akufado yeah. me as a goc president i'm developing ghana sports on behalf of the ioc president That's thomas right. Bach. so it's like a 50 50 thing so sure. the goc and then the ministry we are partners but obviously uh, the national teams are owned by the people of this country so the chunk of that responsibility falls on the ministry of youth and sports but what we have done in the past and continue to do is not to leave the ministry to fully bear that thing. Averagely, every year in the last, um, from 2017, the GOC gives averagely about $300,000 support to all the national federations. Now, these monies to us comes on a quadrennial basis, so four-year basis. Mm. Okay, so what happens is that, for instance, okay, maybe this year, tennis and uh, badminton and tennis and uh, weightlifting, and, okay, gets whatever funding we get. Yeah. The next year, you're not going to get, it will be different federations or to get based on their programs, you know. So we get these applications from the various national federations, and then we look within the Olympic Solidarity application scheme where we can source funding based on the, the competition they want to go to. Okay. After four years, or within a period of four years, we'll try and cover as many 
national federations as possible, especially the Olympic sports. The non-Olympic sports may be like netball, yeah. okay, chess. We try to make a little bit of savings from the monies that we're receiving on behalf of the Olympic sports and then try to support them, you know, across across field. Okay. The other funding that we get that we have control of is our administrative grant and that's just about forty five thousand dollars. So that is a year. That's to pay our bills, to pay our staff and all that, you know, that's nothing. But it is the other support that we get on behalf of the national federations, you know, be it maybe at least support grants, you know, or be it uh, ANOCA support or, you know, continental grant supports, you know. That is where at least uh, every year uh, we are able to assess close to maybe $400,000 and then we can give it to the federation to support them, especially in the Olympic year, so they can qualify more at least to go for the Olympic Games. Speaking of which, um, qualification to Olympic Games has been a big, a major, a major headache for for this country. Our participation at the Olympic Games, even in terms of perform performance, is one thing. Even participation is another problem. Uh, 2004 was the last time we actually sent 20 athletes or more to the Olympic Games. I think that year we sent around 38 or so athletes to the Olympic Games. And that was because the football team qualified, and this was in Athens, uh, 2004. 2008, we only qualified nine athletes. 2012, we qualified eight athletes. 2016, 14. 14. 2020, 14. So clearly, since you came, we've nearly doubled a uh, number of athletes we're taking to competitions and yet it is still vastly inadequate and it almost looks like our numbers always dwarf in comparison to the other African countries that we somehow want to measure up to say Kenya, Nigeria they send way more, they're able to qualify way more athletes um, We'll talk about the performance next, but first of all, qualification. Why is it so difficult to get our athletes from boxing, from all those federations, qualifying many athletes to Olympic qualification? Is it that the standards are too high or we're just not good enough? No, I don't think we're, we're, we're not good enough. See, uh, qualifying for Olympic uh, goals, the Olympic qualifying series is over a stretch of see, about two years. Yes. Okay. But you find a situation in Ghana that most of the federation, because of lack of money or because of lack of support, um, for two years, they don't go to any qualifier. Then they rush the last qualifier. Okay. And that is the difficult one because that's where everybody's pushing to. Okay. For instance, I'll, I'll give you a typical example. Boxing. Okay. Boxing, I had a chance to go through a they few qualifiers. Yes, went to so Senegal, that was with a lot of support from the GOC. Oh, the yeah. Senegal trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they got a lot of support from us. They didn't okay. qualify for that. They, yeah, because it was, it was a tough competition. That was the African qualifier, mm -hmm. okay? And this time also, the criteria was a bit stiff. Unlike the previous year where those who got silver, uh, uh, gold, silver, bronze automatically qualified for the Olympics. This time around in Senegal, if you didn't get gold, you're not going to qualify. Yeah. So it's unfortunate that we got one bronze, but he didn't qualify. 
There's another opportunity for them to go to Italy sometime in the middle of February so they can secure qualification. Yeah, I think they just started campaign. Exactly. You know, uh, that's the last chance. Yeah, that's the last chance. You know, so I would say that you get what you put in. We don't support federations to go to as many qualifiers as possible, especially the so-called least finance sports. It's, that is the problem. If we were putting in a lot of investment in these so-called least finance sports, okay, and it's not as if they want huge money, the kind of money you hear people talk about when the black stars play. No. They only want maybe like 1% or 0.0008% of that kind of money. But it is always a problem for you know, those who fund the national team to come up with that money. And that, for me, has been our, the, the, the problem. We have the talent. You can't believe it. You should go and see what happens in Bukom and Jamestown area, in the James. Mm. Boxing alone could put us way, way on the map. Look, after close to 40 years, when we haven't mounted a podium at the Olympics, it was boxing. It was Samotechi. Exactly. You know, so we need to kind of set our priorities right as a nation. It's good to support football. We are football people. I mean, I started my sports administration from a class of folk in Aras. We love football. But we should not develop football at the detriment of a sport like boxing and athletics. You know, so if we put in a little bit more investment into this discipline, trust me, uh, Tayu, we'll show up and show up very well at the Olympics. That is the difference between us and a country like Nigeria who invest a lot in all their sporting disciplines. And you know, um, to be fair, uh, I understand the point you're making because obviously it is government's responsibility to fund the national teams and their participation in international competitions. There was, you remember the, last year, the story of the volleyball team that had to yeah. take a bus yeah. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and go all the way to uh, Niger, uh, Burkina Faso. They're driving all the way to these other countries and they don't even have enough money to fund even the bus trip and yeah. um, yeah. not let alone to talk about flights and what yeah, have you exactly. um, because you're directly in charge of uh, all the other different uh, sporting federations in the country you know that when every time a multi-sport event comes around the focus immediately shifts to the uh, GOC because it's your job to also organize all these uh, or to at least supersede uh, all these individual federations and your quality participation at competitions. So that then brings me to the Africa Games which we are hosting from March 8th this year. And um, that is supposed to be in fact that, that competition is what three or four months before the Olympic Games. So if anything at all it's supposed to be a test event to see just how much talent we have and just how well we could do at the Olympic Games in Paris. And I'll ask you about the Paris targets. But we are, at the time of this interview, exactly about 40 days to the start of the Africa Games. Where are we with preparations in terms of what all the other federations are doing well, for these games? Well, Team Ghana was put together uh, maybe about a month ago, uh, the chef de mission got a full complement of his team about a month ago. And uh, just this morning, 
uh, he told me some of them, some disciplines have been earmarked to go for camping in Cape Coast. So they're leaving for Cape Coast this morning. I believe boxing, uh, bad meeting, you know, they're all moving to Cape Coast to start their camping. That is okay. That is good. Uh, it would have been better if we had started preparing much, much, much earlier, especially uh, being the host country. And then also if we had given some of our athletes the opportunity to go out there, camp within Africa, and maybe test their strength, or as you guys do in football, play friendly matches with some of the countries that we eventually be coming to compete with. But I guess uh, because of money, it hasn't been possible uh, to do that. You know, but what is important is that at least we're beginning something, we're starting campaign, and I hope that uh, once everybody goes into camp, and then uh, we become a bit more serious. Maybe uh, we'll have uh, whatever we miss from not having adequate preparation would have been covered by the depression that we're doing now. The, the GOC's involvement in, in Team Ghana is as far as you know, putting the team together. We're also trying to source some funding, uh, close to about $50,000, that uh, if it comes in, we can also use that to support uh, Team Ghana's uh, preparation and then even Team Ghana's participation at the games. I know Anoka wants to give all the other countries $10,000 for their participation. Yeah, but 